You're listening to Simple Talk, a podcast that dives into God's Word. I'm your host, Jason Cox. Join me and my special guests as we apply biblical knowledge to everyday life. Good morning and welcome to Simple Talk. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Jason Cox and I'm joined by my good friend Mark Schlomer this morning. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, everybody. How goes it? Uh, it's a beautiful day outside, beautiful day yesterday. Life did, life is good. Did you have a good week? Uh, I did have a good week. Good. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. Man, I'm digging this weather. You? Oh, dude. I'm I'm absolutely loving this, this weather. Like 45 to 60. That's is that great. your jam? Is that your wheelhouse? That is my jam. Is that sweet spot? Yep. It's Liddy. It's Liddy? Uh, yeah, I don't know. What is that? My, it's something my daughter says. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what Liddy is? Uh, okay, let me jump on Facebook here. If you have any comments for us today or questions, feel free to hit us up on Facebook. Um, we're always glad whenever you, you guys send us questions and comments so we can see those on Facebook. So pop this up. There we go. Okay, I can see you now. If anybody pops in here, I will see your comments. So our scripture today came from John chapter 4, verses 5 through 42. Um, I'm not going to read through all of it because it's a really long passage. It is a really long passage. But um, if you get a chance, go back and watch the sermon, and you will be able to, to read through it with us on there. Um, before we get started today... This is Communion Sunday, so I want to give you the chance to go and whatever elements that you have at your house, okay? If you have a loaf of bread, go and get a little bit of bread. Um, If you have a little bit of grape juice or wine, even if you don't, if you've just got some water, go and grab a little bit of water. We're going to go through the communion um, elements here on the show, and I'm going to walk you guys through it so that we can all take communion together. Mark, do you have your... Your, did you grab your elements? They're in my daughter's purse. Okay. All right. Well, Mark can watch back through this when he gets home and yes. <laughs> take communion with us, even though he's here right now. So go grab those. We're going to go over a few things, and then we'll we'll revisit communion uh, once everybody gets back with, with their elements. So with that, Mr. Mark, what stood out to you today from Dennis's sermon? Um. And while you're talking, I'm going to share this and do all that. But I, I'm. Are you multitasking? See, yeah, yeah. Which I'm not good at this, right? My wife yeah. is super good at multitasking. I'm. I think it's a Mars Venus thing. Is it? I think so. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm just not great at it. I try to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, a couple things jumped out. Yeah. I mean, it was it was uh, a good sermon. Uh, today yeah, uh, by Dennis and, and certainly encourage everyone to to go back and check it out. But from the, I will say from the scripture, there was something that, that jumped out and that was um, towards the end of verse 13, and whoever drinks of the water that I give will mm-hmm. never be thirsty. Um, and th- Go ahead, sorry. What's that? Do you think the woman at the well was like, hmm... If I never, or if I drink of this water that he's talking about, I'll never be thirsty. Because she was like, "Can I have some of your water right. so that I don't have to walk back to this well with this jar?" You yeah. know, yeah. It just makes me wonder, like, if she understood the nature of his comment. You know. Well, if you, I'll I'll pose that question back to you. If you're at a well mm-hmm. and someone asks you for water and you were 
say, an outcast, and then that person reveals that he's the Messiah? How would yeah. you respond? Well, I'm <laughs> you trying know what to, I mean? yeah, and I'm trying to think, okay, I'm a Samaritan, right? I'm, I'm not considered a friend of the Jews. You know, I come from an Assyrian heritage, a pagan culture. I'm, I'm part of the remnant of the northern kingdom. I'm at a well, and this Messiah, this Jewish Messiah comes to me out of nowhere. I'm just coming to the well for water. Right, but he proves himself to her. You've been mm-hmm. married five times, and in fact, you're with a man now who you're not married to. You know, um, man, how would I approach that with with Jesus coming and offering me something? But see, she would know. She knew that this was was this well, right? He had, well, he had. She had heard. That the Messiah is coming. Yeah. Don't know that she it was that to right. that well to that day, though, right? right? And she knew whose well it was, right? Yeah. She knew that the Messiah was coming, so she had to have some kind of scriptural background. Now, another part of this is the Samaritans only read the Pentateuch. So the first five books of the Bible is the only thing that they studied. So, okay. so she would have known the first five books of the Bible— I would say that she understood. I would say that she understood. I think that Jesus would have... I don't think that Jesus would have given her something that would have been confusing to her. He doesn't do that, right? Well, no, I, I agree with you a thousand percent on what you just said. Um, he wouldn't. I mean, as as I tell my kids often and try to remind myself during the week, he never gives us more than we can handle, Exactly, right? yeah, yeah. So, but you did dive right into... The, Did I, I mean, serve the ball up to you? Is that you did? Okay, good. You did, Sweet. and of course, this is unscripted uh, <laughs> every funny week. How and, it works, and really, yeah. neither one of us know what we're doing. No, uh, we don't. I mean, I don't want to speak for you. I don't fly know by I'm the doing. seat of our pants. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. Um, but the fact of the matter is, he knows us. Mm-hmm. He knows everything about us. He knew that this woman had uh, was married five times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that she tried to hide it from him. No. But he knew her. Yeah. He knows us. He knows everything about us. Mm-hmm. And that, man, that just... it That can be intimidating or that can be comforting. You know? You're right. Because he, he knows things about me that, that nobody knows about. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, but he also knows things about me that other people don't know about and because he's my father that's right you know that's that's absolutely right and uh to me that was just today Mm -hmm. and i guess where i'm at it was extremely reassuring yeah Um, it is and you know it's you know sometimes i get tired of hearing the word seasons but we do go through seasons yeah we do but um, you know, no matter what the season is, mm-hmm. he knows what we're going through. He knows exactly what we're going through. Yeah, and whether it's uh, whether it's a joy or whether it's in you know in a valley of mm-hmm. sorrow or whatever, he knows. He knows exactly yeah. what we're going through. And there are days when I simply can't comprehend that. 
Mm-hmm. I can't get my arms around it. And and to that point, um, he does know us. He knows our heart. There's no reason to keep anything from him. And like I said, we're going to take communion today. And this is a time, if you're a believer, okay, if you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and understand that he is the only way that you're going to get to heaven is through the work that he already did on the cross, then then I want you to take part in communion with us this morning. Love. If you've got your bread and, and your you know, grape juice, wine, water, whatever you have, I don't want you to take it. And a lot of times, you know, we, we rush through this part because most Christians know you know, the, the body and the blood of Christ and, and all that. But if you don't, okay, turn to Luke chapter 22, verses 19 and 20. You're going to find in there what we read when we take communion. So at this time, take your bread. Okay, I've got a little cup here. I've got both of them in it for COVID, for COVID's sake. Luke 22, 19 says, And he took bread, he gave thanks, and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Luke twenty two twenty reads, In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Hear me when I say, fellow Christians, that God loves you. No matter what your sin is, it's as far away from God as the east is from the west. The blood blood of Jesus made it so that you are washed as white as snow. You're clean. And as we take communion, it's just a reminder to us that we've entered into a new covenant with Christ And if you've entered into that new covenant with me, then let us be joyous because we are forgiven. We don't have to hold that that burden of sin any longer. There is room at the table for everyone. Absolutely. Everyone. And that's what we often forget. You know, when we take communion, we're at a table around a bunch of other Christians, you know. And no matter who you are, there's a seat for you at that table. You know, and that's that makes me feel good because if I don't take communion that Sunday, like my friends are missing me. Yep. You know, whether they're here in the United States, whether like they're that. in Nigeria, Africa, whether they're in the Congo, whether they're in Thailand, wherever, they're missing me at the table. They're missing you at the table when we don't take communion. So Great it's important. Point. It is. Know? It is. Um, I know, um, you know, you asked about the sermon and again, a great message today by, mm-hmm. by Dennis, but, um, you know, he, he started out with, we've got to be intentional about being close to Jesus. We've got to be intentional about our faith. And, of course, there's so many different approaches to that, whether it's being in the Word, expressing gratitude, uh, loving others. But we've got to be intentional about it. It doesn't just happen. We're Correct. not going to get to heaven off of our off of our parents' righteousness. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> and, and I may... Um, would it, is it safe to say that Dennis has what what we should probably deem as paint, Paytonisms? 
Paytonism. Hey, I like that. Yeah. 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 So he does. He uttered a new Paytonism today, and I dig it. Mm -hmm. And when you're down to nothing, nothing, God is up to something. Hmm. I like that. I dig it. I dig it. And, you know, hmm. he threw out another one, uh, God loves us when we're bankrupt. And, man, you he know, does. that's so true, too. Yeah. You know, my, I've heard it many times said that people find God in three places. They find God in prison, they find God in the hospital, and they find God in funeral homes. Yeah. And it seems to be, you know, when we're at our lowest of lows, when we're at the end of us, because some of us are hard-headed like me. Oh, man, I'm a knucklehead. I have to get to the end of me before I can reach out for something else. And sure enough, when that has happened, God God has absolutely been there. But I had to get yeah. to the end of me first. Yeah, yeah. So, but you're right. I wrote that down too. God loves us when we're bankrupt. Yeah. And he, he's there with a hand, you know, just absolutely. to pull us out. Absolutely. Whenever, whenever we get there. So. And... Um, uh, what jumped out at you? I, I jotted down some other things. Yeah, what jumped I, out at you? I did too. Um, I wrote down that people believed in Jesus because of one person in this passage, this this outcast, this social outcast. This this woman, for one, was a woman, right, who, like I said, was relegated down to about the same social class as livestock, like people didn't view women like we do now. Jo- Jesus chose her. Um, she was a Samaritan. She had been married five times. She was with this this man that she was not married to. Jesus chose her, this one person, to go and spread the good news. So she went to her town, her town, and she said, "I, th- I think I found the Messiah." You know, and it just goes to prove that Jesus can use anybody, anybody, no matter how insignificant you think that you are. You're so significant to Jesus that he died for you. Yeah. And all that he's asking for you to do is go and tell people that I'm here, you know. Yeah. That's what I was I was <laughs> talking to a young person this past week and they said, "Well, what's the difference between Christianity, you know, cuz young kids they struggle with their faith and I totally get that and I appreciate their question. What's the difference between Christianity and Buddhism and Islam and Hare Krishna and all these different other religions?" You know, Wicca and, and all these different things. And I said, what it comes down to is Christianity is the only faith that doesn't ask you to work your way into heaven or, or some other hereafter. You know, it's the, one, it's the one belief that says you can't do enough, so I'm going to do it for you. And all you have to do, again, I'm reaching out to you. All you have to do is take my hand mm-hmm. and come with me. It's the only it's the only religion that says you don't have to work to get to heaven because the work's already done. Yeah. All you yeah. have to do is accept it. Yep. One beggar, one beggar, reaching out to another saying, we know where the food is. Yeah. You know, come with us. So uh, just the fact that he used this one person, this one insignificant woman and and wrote an entire story about how significant she was <laughs> you ma- awesome. we all matter and we can all make a difference yeah yeah and and something else that dennis was talking about is how like if we're dissatisfied with our life and we're upset about it how yeah. that could be an internal problem absolutely um i heard a 
I was watching a YouTube thing yesterday, and this woman was saying, you know, if you go through your whole week complaining and being angry, and you come to church, you're going to be angry and complaining. She said, you combat that by praying every day. You pray in the morning, you pray at night. You know, at some, like monasteries, they'll pray six, seven, eight times a day. Yeah. Throughout the day, and they're they're just quiet. They they take that time to be silent. You know, the Bible says, "Be still and know that I'm God." Mm-hmm. We're so used to all this media popping into our head and blah blah blah, blah all the yes. time. It's like like if if I were just to sit here with you, do we have to stare at each other? Yeah. See, you had to talk because it's uncomfortable, <laughs> and that's what happens. We're not we're not used to that silence, so it's like. Have you ever had somebody pray and they they like bow and they don't say anything and then you kind of went you kind of look up with one eye and you're like are they still breathing are they still alive yeah. you know because we're not used to that silence but it's good in a relationship it's good for me to talk and then to be silent and let you talk yeah, silence is okay same with Jesus you know yeah. you can be silent and allow him to talk to you um Man, I forget where I saw this, but it, it it's a it's like four parts, right? So what we do is, is we pray, okay? We then we read scripture, and then we meditate on scripture, and then we pray again. Mm-hmm. And it's just a way to process what God has for us through His through His Word. So that's part of hiding His Word in our heart. Right? Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember being. Oh, I wish I could remember what it was. Uh, it was a small group, and I know Ta- uh, Tammy Payton, Dennis's wife, handed out little flashcards that had oh. an acronym on it. Adapt, yeah. adapt, adopt, I don't know, but it was basically give thanks, um, uh, give Is this in your prayer? Reverence. Yeah. Okay, Acts prayer probably. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good one. Um, adoration. Okay. Yes. A is adoration. C is confession. You have to confess our sins. Adoration is you, you tell you you pray to God who God is. Adorate. You adore Him with your prayer. O God of nations. O God of gods. Right. Alpha and Omega. And then you go into C, A C confession. You talk about confession. And then T thanksgiving. You give thanksgiving to God. And then S is supplication. So the Acts prayer is a good little. Um, framework to pray with if, if you're like Man, i want to pray to god but i don't know what to say to him fold your hands by your head adoration confession thanksgiving supplication and talk to god that way yep um but yeah 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 i know pam, pam said i like stillness i don't get much of it none of us do yeah no and kidding. that's a problem right we we have to start making room in our lives for god because Satan will try to push God out of our lives and be like, oh, Mark, you don't have time to sit down and pray. You know what? You don't even have time to sit down at the table with your kids and eat dinner. You guys need to go. Rush, rush, rush. We talked about that in men's group this past week. That's and, what. And we did that. Man, what a great time. Yeah. We had a great conversation. Isn't that awesome? It was cool. It we is. We need to cool. do more of that. And, um, and I think, you know, sitting down at the. Uh, dinner table and just talking and being still and being quiet, put, putting the phones mm-hmm. uh, elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know where your conversation is going to go, um, and that's okay. But it's a means of accountability, and um, 
And that kind of reminds me of another thing that, that uh, Dennis commented today, that even Jesus' enemies were valuable to him. Yeah. And that yeah. that kind of threw it's me true. for a bit of a curve. But from an accountability standpoint, mm-hmm. it keeps us accountable to make sure that we're loving others. Yeah. Yeah. It does. And I was, you know, I was thinking about, all the people that Jesus came in contact since you said that I was thinking about all these people that Jesus came in contact with right yeah. <laughs> that he knew we were going to turn their backs on him and and he, it didn't matter like he was still gracious he was still loving he was still kind yep absolutely absolutely now and could I do that could I love somebody that I knew was going to turn me into the authorities yeah you know what I mean right that's right. why Jesus is Jesus and I'm Jason. <laughs> That's why he's the only perfect person. That's right. So perfectly imperfect. Yep. Um, but, you know, and, and I think in one of the last things he, one of the last things he talked about um, was, you know, have we become calloused? And I think, oh, I think the instant answer to that is yes, we've yeah. become so calloused into loving others, treating others with respect, mm-hmm. listening, which is a form of uh, listening, I do think is a form of like uh, respect and all that. But I mean, we've just so become so mm-hmm. calloused, period. And he talked about it from, you know, seeing individuals that are holding up a homeless sign. You know, and I'll be 100% honest. That's good. 100%. There have been times when, yeah, there have been times when I've not offered up money because I wondered what they're what yeah they what they're going to do with it. it. Mm-hmm. None of my business. Yeah, no, you do your absolutely part. none of my business. Yeah, and so you know we have become uh, calloused, and um, you know, and and we don't need to go. He talked about being content a little bit too. Mm-hmm. I'll wrap it up, but we don't have to search the world over for what we need. It could be in our backyard. It could be in that book. Mm-hmm. It could be in our hearts. We just got to look for it and Absolutely. go get it. We do. All you got to do is search a little bit. Doesn't need just to be rocket surgery. To yeah. Um, if you want to read a little bit more about Samaritans and why the Jews viewed them as they did, go into Second Kings seventeen. For those who are in the illumination class and you want to go a little bit further, 2 Kings, 2 Kings, 17. Um, with that, we appreciate everybody that's come on here and joined us today. Make sure to like and share. If you feel like this has been a blessing, subscribe to the Mooresville FUMC YouTube page if you haven't yet. Um, feel free, if you're watching this through the week, feel free to comment, ask questions. We'll get, in, we'll get on there and answer them for you as quick as we can. Everybody have a blessed week. Have a great week. You're forgiven. Live as free people. Amen. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Thank you.